0: going on dude how you
1: doing
0: i've been doing good just been busy a little bit excited oh, yeah. for this excited for the things that are happening here and Wait, what, so many... what do you uh, what do you mean you've been busy what exactly have you been, busy with? <laughs> exactly been busy with what exactly you been busy uh you'll find out soon enough <laughs> cool cool so yeah i think one of the biggest things that we're working on right now is the final activation a little bit so we're trying to get that out eased out a little bit So hopefully we can see something soon. So instead of a standalone app right now, we're considering building on top top of a platform. So that's something that could come out soon,
2: I guess.
3: Awesome.
2: I keep keep spamming Psyduck to get up on stage where he's not accepting the uh, (laughs) invitation to speak. No problem, I guess then. There we go. We just had to verbally bully him a little bit.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I agree. Yeah, sorry. Try to
0: come through? Oh yeah, there he is.
4: I saw that tweet with the uh, that hoodie merch. That shit looks real nice.
0: Thank you. That's all thanks to Am Shadows. He's been taking the lead on this. This so if he's getting it made from the same people. Like he does his own merch for Avin Sevenfold, so he's doing our merch as well. So he runs a merch company on the side. And that's, that's how we do the production and the fulfillment from.
1: Dang, that's crazy. That's super cool. Yeah. Those were looking nice though.
0: Yeah. It's like high, it's a pretty high quality. Like we're getting top notch streetwear quality printed on. So the blanks are really good. And the, the printing should also be pretty nice on it. So let's see.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely, definitely really excited.
0: Yeah, so when do you guys think we should launch the merch?
4: Definitely don't rush it, you know what I'm saying? Release it in a good way, like cranium holders get discount or what? <laughs> <laughs>
2: you can only buy it if you're a cranium holder, right?
0: Yeah, you can only buy it if you're a cranium holder. So we're just working on the integration right now. So most likely we'll try to get it done through the cradle. If not, then we'll release a password on the cradle. And everyone can access the website through that password. So we'll do either one of those things. But uh, hopefully, we can get it done by Thursday. And so we'll release a poll tonight or tomorrow asking for a good time on Thursday. And I think launch should be on Thursday then.
1: Heck yeah, that's super exciting.
0: What time yeah, it, do you think uh,
2: you're going to do it?
0: So I think we'll do a poll. Like, I think when we had to launch our. Uh, the, we had to do the drop for the art as well. We did a poll so that the people can keep voting. I think it should be community affair because it shouldn't... Like, I know people from Europe are usually like, oh, like it's happening at a weird time and we cannot get it. Or someone from Asia is usually like, oh, it's happening in US time and it's night time for us. So I think the majority of the people should be happy. So we'll do a poll on Twitter soon. And then we can choose a suitable time.
2: Yeah, I mean, no matter what time you pick, uh, there's going to be some people who have to wake up in the middle of the night. That's just kind of how it goes.
0: Yeah, I agree. But I think we try our best to accommodate everyone because that's how, like, but I think it would be the most, I think, going by the demographic that we have, I think it should be a U.S. time because most of the people are from the U.S. So, yeah.
2: I don't know if uh, death is going to make it, but the artist who did the piece we commissioned, um, I know he lives in Europe and it's late for him, but he might stop by if he's available. Oh, yeah. Has everyone here seen the work or what do people feel about it?
4: Yeah, The Last Supper looks awesome, man.
2: I'll pin it to the top of the space so if someone hasn't seen it, they can just scroll up and it'll be up there.
4: It almost looks like you would print that on like a a sheet of acid tabs, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought he killed it.
0: I agree, it came out really well. Like I was pretty I was pretty amazed by his work and so many people out there. Like, you know, everyone's cranium says so it adds like a personal emotional touch to it. So I think that's really meaningful to everyone who owns it.
2: they I actually had to send mine to uh Sinister because there was no way. I was going to be able to keep it
0: yeah that must be a little sad I think more than losing the cranium I think it must be with the last Or what do you think
2: I mean I just don't know how I could keep it it would feel weird It'd be like I don't own it anymore so I feel like I'm holding it from the the true owner there
0: no that makes sense
2: what do you feel about your deal with Sinister? Like, were you excited for
0: it? Like, how, did you expect something like this to happen or no?
2: No, I woke up and checked my Discord and saw a message from Matt basically asking, like, you know, would you trade this? And um once he said who it was for, it was like, yeah, I'll, I'll find a way to make it happen. That's fine. And then we came up with a, a really good deal for both of us. So it was hard to say no.
4: That's when do you expect it to come in hey what did you say when did you expect the the guitar to come through
2: um I don't know maybe a week or two
4: that's sweet, he, he got my
2: shipping info and everything so
4: you gotta put pick when it's on the wall
2: yeah it's going on the wall that's not anything put it in a display case and then have a nice story piece i'm
0: so excited for you like that that's a great trophies
2: oh yeah it completely outweighs like owning the cranium honestly like the cranium was great it's my favorite one i had but um, i have a lot of other ones i like too so to get a, a good story and an awesome guitar out of it on top of a really good deal is like you know not gonna pass that up
5: do you know how much that guitar actually cost like without all the whole backstory behind it
2: I'm not sure. When we made the deal, I thought um the value I represented and like gave him was pretty fair for what I valued the guitar at. And I'm not gonna say like the exact number, but um I, I thought I got a very fair deal. Like I'm sure if I looked on eBay I could make a profit selling the guitar, but I'm definitely not gonna oh, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha.
5: yeah. I mean just the guitar alone is probably
2: a lot. I had him sign it two D's like um it's gonna be framed. Or like in a nice case, I mean, not framed like a painting, but it's gonna sit Are in a nice. Are you gonna, gonna case. play it? No, dude, I can't play the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. You're,
5: you're gonna. There's a few like uh, what? What is that? What is that restaurant?
2: Uh, rock cafe, like in your basement. Yeah, I'm gonna have a hard rock cafe down here.
4: It's a great time to learn. So when's that? billboard going up in the cities
0: so I think dirt added. it it should up, be up in a couple I don't know to be honest a week or 10 days because I think he has to get it printed physically and then he's gonna put those out
4: That's so I'm hoping
0: icon. yeah he's pretty at it you should get it going something going soon
4: so mm-hmm.
0: you guys check out the sculptures the sketches from sculptures on the group the other day
2: yeah they look pretty clean
0: Yeah, so we were looking at metal sculptures right now, so that's one sample we got, but he's taking a little longer, so maybe we're trying to find someone who can work with clay, because clay is usually a little easier to work with. So we'll see. We're still juggling that a bit, so let's see how that goes.
2: I didn't realize they were metal, honestly. I, I need to go back and look again i'll pin it to the top of the chat too yeah no that
0: makes sense but yeah so something on top of this ever except like as i was talking earlier about the ar thing so i think it we uh, so we were working a little bit on the app and like either to do a standalone app or to do build something on top of instagram on or on top of snap so i think we're leaning towards that a little more just because it's easier for people to use instead of downloading an app and using that and it adds more utility because you, you can actually make it interactive. You know, you can use the 3D models that, 3D modeling that Snap and Instagram provides so people can actually move and their craniums can move with them. Right now we're looking at one model, but maybe in the future it's possible that we can get a couple of couple more going if this goes well. So I think that should be like a really cool thing, you know, because once you create those videos the community can start posting them and that can get a lot of traction for everyone so we're pretty excited and pretty pumped how that goes around
4: so you could like turn your your cranium into like a sticker on snapchat or something put it in your story that'd be dope
0: yeah so basically what what would happen is that we bring in uh a cranium we we will we will have one model going so people can use that model if you move around the the cranium model will move around with you or like we can have a couple of animations going on instagram for example So, you can place that cranium anywhere you want. So, maybe in your home, maybe you can make it sit on a chair or on a desk or something, you know? So, that would really bring your cranium to physical life in a way. Like, that's the best way to bring out that 2D element into 3D. And you can start interacting with it. So, maybe like, so we can, it has a lot of functionality to it. So, we're trying to. You sort
4: of mean like the Microsoft paperclip, like of old school that was like walking around the screen, but instead it'll walk around your Instagram?
0: Yes, not, not on Instagram, but around your house, because if you use the camera, right. So it can uh, pre- I see what you mean with the AR. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. With the AR. So I think that's something that would be fun to play around with, I guess.
2: Could you do like a, uh, a face filter or something where, you know, you point in at yourself and it turns you into the cranium. How hard is that?
0: So we can look at that as well. So right now, so there are two possibilities. So either we can turn it into a mesh. Like, so basically it can, like your whole body can turn into a cranium, but the only problem with that we feel right now is that as a technical challenge that we have is that the cranium is transparent, right? But your body isn't. So if you put it on a mesh, it's no longer transparent. The, the bones aren't transparent. So it will see through your body. So that's something like technically that's a little hard, but if you keep the, if I keep the cranium next, standing on the left, the cranium can t- be to your right and then it can move around. So I think that's a little simpler. But we can see, like, the face thing that you're talking about is a little, is very doable. Like, I think we can look into that as
2: well. I think that'd be an interesting uh, look, you know, map it over your face and then make a video or something with it. Look, uh, be kind of personable.
0: Exactly. So, like, that's the plan. Like, get out, like, not get out one filter or two filters, get out, like, a bunch so that people can keep doing fun things with them. And then, like, as you start posting them, like, you know, like you can maybe you can do zoom filters with it as well. So, like if you're speaking, instead of that, you'd have like a cranium speaking instead of you. So I'm actually talking. To, I recently talked to some one of the community members who did that, and he talked to me on Zoom. So that was a lot of fun. You know, like even if you're say you're talking on any kind of video call, you can basically have the cranium move up and down when you're talking, and it, it gives out a fume. So the purple fume that you have you seen the pictures comes out of the mouth. So it looks really cool.
5: What What is the um like budget that you guys have like for snapchat
0: like so what we're doing right now so uh how it's going right now we're talking to we want to do a bunch so we're going to experiment a little bit on our own and see what's possible and what's not so i'm currently trying to build looking at the functionality that instagram and snapchat provide you and then we'll come up with a couple of ideas we've uh i i'm pretty sure like a bunch of you might have checked uh danny's work he does 3D characterization. So we've asked him to build our cranium model for us. And once we have the model, then we'll try to get a couple of things going. And after that, we'll try to do maybe like an augmented reality app. So like Instagram has a thing where you can move your face up and down and that would actually track the cranium as on top of it so that you can actually make a game out of it. So like if you move your face up, you'll you'll get certain points Uh, and go down. I
5: know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. Like a question thing.
0: Yeah, so we're trying to look at things like that, you know, like some kinds of small games and some kind of interactive features that really bring out, take it from the 2D to 3D into real life.
2: The only I mean, the, AR the thing I think is a great
5: idea, for sure. Because I've seen like before, um, the one example that I always think of is like the Gatorade, like, uh, when you could like pour the Gatorade on top of someone, um, I just don't know how how much that realistically costs. I'm sure the I'm sure the uh, CPM is different for each region of the U.S.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. So it depends on what kind of functionality you want, and so like some things like basic 3D modeling and all of those things. Like once you have a model going with you, then integrating that model onto Snapchat is or Instagram is a little easier. But like, or maybe like the kind of having a face mesh, like DZ was talking about. I think that can be done by us, by Durban, uh, me. But when we talk about like building a game, so I think that's a little more tricky and that takes more time, and we don't have that right now. So we'd probably commission that out. So depends. Yeah, like we take sure. it in phases. But yeah. No, no, that's that's what I was talking about, the app, like, the final activation, what's up, the updates from that. And, yeah, so anything you guys have, any kind of ideas, any kind of suggestions, what do you guys feel?
2: Um, Someone from the Discord asked, can the 3D model be used directly with the iPhone AR capabilities, even if limited? I'm guessing does he mean like, can he input the 3D model of the cranium or like a, a model of the cranium into his picture or is that something different?
0: No, I think that's a little different. So like in, if you, if you build a standalone standalone app then you can have functionality where you can have people integrate their model into the app, but I think the only limitation there is how people will have to pay individually for their models one. And then like the kind of things you can do on a standalone app are very limited. So I think what makes more sense is that we can figure out a system where people can integrate it directly with snap and Instagram. And then like maybe people send us their model and we can do it for them or some, something like that. And, uh, but I think just building on top of a platform that's already very well developed helps us a lot because it's, it's just because of functionality. Like the things you can do, increase it exponentially if you work on top of something.
5: Yeah, I just kind of keep thinking of like, uh, I mean, like if you were to airdrop something, it would have to be like, I feel like the obvious low-hanging fruit one is like a pumpkin or a jack-o'-lantern thing. And then maybe make like a jack-o'-lantern game where you like carve the jack-o'-lantern and you can change like the traits of it. And then the other thing is like, I would set up, Basically, like a portion of, like a considerable portion of your budget for Halloween.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like, I completely agree. Like, Halloween, like, we were having a talk on the Community Wallet Group the other day. I think Halloween coincides with NFT NYC. And I think we're aiming to do something big on that. So, that's a little further down. We have some prior commitments before that that we're looking to finish. So, as soon as we're done with that, we'll start focusing on full throttle towards. NYC, NFT, and Halloween.
2: Nice. Are you going to be there for NFT, NYC? Or is anyone on stage going to be there?
0: Yeah, so Durban and I, either one of us will try our best to make it there. So we just have to figure out the logistics a little bit right now. But yeah, we're aiming for doing something there for sure.
4: Are you going, these or what?
2: Yeah, my, my flight's booked.
4: No shit. Oh, I live know. in
6: Jersey, so I'll be there.
2: We're, nice. Same. I'll be there. We'll same. be there for we're a week. In Jersey.
6: Sweet. Should be a sick time.
2: Yeah, it'll be real good. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I think it's gonna
0: be a lot of fun, especially like if you can get something going, and do something with Ukrainians because that's like the biggest week for us. Ukrainians would be sick. Yeah. So we're planning it out. We have some ideas in our head. Right now, no, we haven't worked out the logistics of it. But that's something we really want to do and I'm sure you will do something, but the extent and the scale just, we just have to figure that out once. Are any of you from Jersey or uh, New York or other region?
6: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I live in uh, New Jersey right now, but I spent like 10 years in New York.
5: Oh, that's um, cool! Like Jersey to Philly. Nice.
6: We had two events this week, right? So I did I did poker one night and then movie night the other night.
0: Yeah. So poker was great. Movie night was great, and then like we did a streaming for the USC <laughs> match as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So those three events were there. I think like we would want to continue doing that into the future as well, if that's possible.
6: Yeah, poker you- was great. Um, I'm surprised we had that many people turn out. It was like 40 unique players. We had five tables run, um, half an ETH traded, which is really cool. And it was just fun time. Even, like, I think there was a lot of viewers who didn't play, but just were watching the, the tables running. It was, it was pretty exciting.
2: I might need to donate some money to the community poker pile next time.
6: <laughs> you should play, um- dude
2: garbage it's okay Lee I like your cranium I didn't even know you had one this is the one that
5: I forgot that I got I put a bit on it and like like days before I was like completely delusional oh, <laughs> and I just like realized I had no wrapped ETH, and this was just in my wallet
2: I love the naked ones man. naked head yeah they're my favorite
6: so Lots many good ones, ones.
5: what were you i
2: was just saying i love the bones how they show yeah yeah that's the,
5: that's like honestly the best like they're simple and they just kind of like make it actually look like a skeleton which i think important oh, sure. part.
2: i, love I have the psychedelics one,
5: i don't know if i'm gonna keep it
2: yeah the naked psychedelics like the one cranium i don't own that i would like i have pretty much everything else off my list
1: yeah, the naked uh, like any different looking kind of body type is super cool looking naked, you know, like leopard or silver, gold, psychedelic emerald,
5: obviously. My favorite trait though is the is the mech suit though. Like that's one thing that I would take over the naked one.
6: I wonder if um Doob, do you have any like trivia or like interesting stories about the art? Like like why did you choose Emerald as a Varys and like what's up with the spoon?
0: So, yeah, so we have a couple of things. Like, I think the reason, like, a lot of people are like, oh, aesthetics over the rarity, I think that's something we were also aiming for. Because personally, like, we spend a lot of time on the naked body, just because you can see the detail, you know, like the ropes that are there, the ropes on the face. I think that's to donate that the craniums are really old in age. So over time, they've, like, broken their skeletons. And that's why they have those ropes that they've joined their bones from. And you can see those on the face. You can see them on the shoulder. You can sh- see them on both the shoulders. So I think that's a little bit of trivia that's there. Um, when you come around Emerald and Gold, we just thought that that'd just be a good giveaway because you don't have those kind of skins in the NFT place right now. Like, And Emerald's a very rare uh, Carbon Fiber in itself. So I think that's how the rarities were divided. Like, That's why the Emerald is the most rare. Then you have Gold, then you have Silver, and then you have the normal ones and the psychedelic ones are real because they just don't exist like it's a it's out of fiction you know so i think that's a little bit of trivia when you ask about the physical being when you go into the universe i think there's a lot of little things that we try to build inside so like i I've said this a couple of times like osseus actually means bony so you're talking about like the island of bones literally if you convert it from latin to english then if you go into the meaning of the ship if you go into the meaning of why the pirate uh, uh, into the lore a little bit more then you'll see like these were a bunch of pirates that were not that were routed for another uh, routed to go to another island but they were just a little degenerates and they wanted to fool around a little bit and try to see and go to that island of Osseus that no one's ever been to and the legend around Osseus was that everyone who goes to Osseus never comes back because Osseus kills them So that's why the trivia around the nail exists. So like the idea is that when they went on the island, they were actually killed either by themselves or they went crazy and killed each other. That's why some of them have nails on their head. And that's how they all died. And when they went on the island, you have them get their life form through fumus. So like as humans, they got their life form through this consciousness or anything that we talk about. But now they're they're sustained through this fumus. So all all the uh, purple fumes that you see it's kind of a smoke that comes out of their mouth and they're inhaling that smoke to get the life form. So I think that's a little bit of the trivia that we, about the lore that we're trying to build on and we'll continue to build on it in the f- future as well.
6: That's cool. How about um, the decision to make open mouths a property? I've like never seen that before in any. I mean, we have like a bajillion avatar projects. No one, there's no punk open mouth, there's no cat open mouths.
0: So I think open mouth as a category came out just because skulls can only have, like when you move around with, like if you see any other forms, they're, they're dealing with muscles and they're dealing with other kinds of uh, outer parts of the body. So like you have the skin and you have the lips and all of those things that co- compose the body, right? And if, if, even if you look at apes, you look, look at cats, they have those outer muscles to build the various phenomes and the various kind of things that they have. But when you look at skulls, skulls can only be open mouth or they can be closed. So you cannot technically have uh, a skull speaking something so that's why we just found it fascinating that you can when when a skull will talk or when a skull is doing something the only variation you can have in terms of the in uh, terms of the facial profile can either they can be open or they can be closed so that's how you have open that's mouth. true
6: too. yeah there can there's like no expressions really besides the mouth and the eyes and so that's why you have the eyes too i presume
0: Yes, exactly, that's why, like, that's how, so we've tried to build our ground up, so just because, so we've tried to take on the logical arguments that, oh, like, you need, they can only have an open mouth, that's why they have an open mouth, then try to make the design on top of it, and when you look at things like the eyes and the tongues coming out of some of them, so that's to say that even though they're craniums, they're still alive, so like, how, like, as humans, when we see life in other characters, they, they're only, we see life through certain features, like, we see it through the tongue, through the eyes, through, like, the teeth maybe. And because a skeleton inherently doesn't have these features, a lot of people think that they're dead. So just to give them that, that real life form, we've tried to build out those humanistic features to them.
4: Very cool. Yeah, yeah. You just gave the whole project even more life than I already thought it had, man. It's really cool lore you guys built.
2: It makes me look at my like fumes and smoke punks or um, smoke craniums. I mean, a little differently now. It's like they're breathing in their uh, their life. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Thank you. So that's the idea that we were going for. Like, you know, like build a, So in the future, like what we want to do is engulf people more into that universe of osseous and get people going. Like, you know, like, so I, I don't know if uh, you guys have read that on the website. Like it says that, once the craniums were uh, locked on the island of Osseus and they have left that island to go into the world. And so the kind of clothes that you see, they've picked, up, picked, picked them up from pop culture. Like that's why you have the leather jackets, you have like the Mohawks, you have like the witch hats and like the crowns and everything. So there is a juxtaposition between the culture that existed on Osseus. So like the fumes and all come from Osseus, but like the things like the headphones, the cigarettes and the, uh, some of the glasses that you have, the, dreadlocks and all of those things come from pop culture because you're trying to bring out this cranium to existed like in prison on that island and now they've left so that they've become like a sort of a rebel like you know like they want to experiment with all the things that are there in the world so that's why some of them have tattoos on their faces some of them they're like they exist in front of you and so the idea with the AR app is also so that those things that exist in your mind can come through life because of 3D animation and all of those kind of things and in the future we hope that we can build on more upon this lore through maybe like maybe a comic or like a small video or those kind of things that can bring out this culture of universe of osseous into the mainstream
2: media it's very cool it's definitely uh deeper than a lot of people realize i think when they get into it they might even quickly brush over the text you know a lot of people have a big borderline ADHD and have a two second attention span. So they're just scrolling through shit, but it's definitely nice to hear you elaborate on it because I know personally, it makes me appreciate it a lot more um as one of those people who have a, a minor case of ADHD.
0: Absolutely. I'm so glad that you guys are liking this. Like in the future, that's the plan. Like we try to build on this narrative and try to build it on more. So because if you think about it, Art is only as relevant as the context you give it, and um, if we think about it as at 10,000 art pieces, the art pieces only become more valuable as the more context they get, and the the most value in our opinion that can be added to them will only be added if you can provide uniqueness to every piece. So, like, if you see why do, why do some of them have wheat, wheat in their mouth? It's because probably they ended up in a farm, you know. So the more context you provide through various kind of medias, like even in the future if you look at an airdrop, or if you look at any kind of things in the future, that's only there so that the real utility for them comes because you want to be part of that universe. So like, if you if you think about it, like a greater universe that exists like Harry Potter, or if you think about Mickey Mouse, they, they're only in isolation. If you look at a picture of Harry Potter, it's not valuable, but it's only valuable because of the context it has. So I think the real value unlocking for this project will only happen once we build on the narrative and we build on those things and we deliver those things that can actually build that value towards a context that is bigger than the art because that's how you that's how we believe we can unlock the communal value to these
1: that's incredible honestly i mean i think one of the more interesting parts has been like people how interested people have been in their own backstories you know on the cradle and just I mean, you have guys like Captain James, who's a community member, and he's writing like a Genesis chapter for the the Last Supper painting. And so I don't know what it is about these craniums, but it just seems to invite, you know, narrative story and uh, people are
4: eating that up. So it's cool to see that. Yeah, the skulls encapsulate degen, just like you said, they were trying to go somewhere else, but then just degen over to Osseous Island. That's epic, man
0: yeah so we were also trying to like before the idea with the cradle was that we b- build ten thousand stories and then like instead of people having them build it we'll build it for for them to build out the narrative but i think when people write them on their own on the cradle it gives them a sense of ownership and it gives them a sense of connection that's why like we would want everyone to own the kind of cranium that they want like if you vibe with say an emerald like you think like oh i vibe with an emerald you get an emerald if you wipe with a vibe with the headphones, like, oh, I'm always on my headphones listening to music. So you get that and then you give it your own sense of identity. And that b- brings in more emotional involvement into the project. So uh, that's what uh, one thing we someone also suggested this morning. And we really like that was having an hackathon for the cradle, because I think we want to double down on that uh, investment in a way that we want to build it out further so that people can build out these narratives. People can build out more derivative projects that connect with them in their own way. You know, like writing a small text for your own cranium really builds out that identity for it in the, if you look at it just as a as a plain PFP project as well, because right now, if you see a cranium, you just see a cranium, but to, tomorrow we want to build it out out of their own independent identity. So like, I think Psyduck's uh, cranium is the best example. Like everyone knows a Psyduck, uh, knows that, that Emerald with a crown is his just because it has so much context given to it now. Like, oh, that's the crane that's a king that's been earned and that's not a king that that has been crowned automatically. So the more identities we have built around it, the more the value of the cranium also goes up and the more you have an emotional attachment to it. And that's, I think, the biggest thing art can do for someone in a way.
2: It makes me want to tease the redacted. Um, But uh, one of the questions... (laughs) Yeah, but one of the questions that came up in the Discord right now is um, the limited collection of trading cards that were on the roadmap. Someone had a question about, you know, maybe future plans for those trading cards.
0: Yeah, so I think we're going to have a limited edition of trading cards that they're just going to be, you know, like a collectible thing that can have, like... Just have personalized trading. So I think the plan we're moving towards right now is that do sell them before we actually deliver so that we choose 50 or 100 people that have official trading cards and they can actually be like a reward to the community because we'll sell them at cost or just maybe at like a little bit above cost so that we, uh, whatever extra money we make can go back into the community wallet. But the idea is to have something collectible from the community that, that people can independently value in the physical world instead of doing ten thousand. Because if you do ten thousand, then the value of those cards get diluted. So I think that's pretty much it about the trading card.
2: I really like the um trading cards. I don't know if you're familiar with the project. Um that Alex party does with the company tops, but you get these really nice trading cards and like a thick plastic block that is significantly more sturdy than even like a graded block for the cards. But if you had some distribution mechanism where you had the card in a nice, like hard plastic or some type of, you know, clear case, that's nice. Like that would be pretty nice. That's I would uh have that up on my mantle with some of my other cards.
0: No, I completely agree. And that's the plan. So I have I've been talking to someone uh, who does custom skate skateboards and does custom trading cards. So I've ordered some samples and I'm just waiting for them to come through so that I can look at the quality and look at how how sturdy the case is. So the clear case you're talking about, that's what something we're waiting for. And that's why procurement is taking more time right now just to get the right quality and get to get the right vendor in the right, right time.
2: So I completely agree that that's the plan we have in our head too. Nice, I mean, I think it's way better to just pace yourself and do it right than like try to rush something out. So I like what you guys are doing. Um, I'm really looking forward to this merch drop. I can't say too much about it, but I'm just ready to open up my wallet and get some merch.
0: Absolutely, like I'll just post an announcement. We were just waiting for the spaces to happen. I'll post an announcement soon, telling everyone the kind of merch that we have. I think some of you have already had a look at it and I think it looks pretty great. So as again, like I'll for some people who weren't there already, we're launching it on Thursday. I'll do a poll for the timing and everyone can have a look, what time on Thursday you guys wanna launch and then we can get it going and see you all then from March drop that date, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I just saw on unknown asking on Discord, the, is the logo stitched? So the logo is stitched on the cap on everything else it's screen printed. The cap looks so good. Yeah, the cap looks
2: really good.
4: Looks super hard, man. Looks dope.
2: And then, uh, yeah, the Psyduck piece. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah.
0: so a little bit of input, I don't think everyone knows that. Like, Psyduck has its own custom piece, and another input on Psyduck's piece, I think we want to reward him for his great. Like, that's the king, right? So you gotta reward the king. So the AR AR model that we're doing, we actually have uh, Psyduck's piece going on it. So we've actually asked Danny to build on his piece for the AR app, for the AR models that we'll have going for the first model. So I think everyone can look to play with this piece soon.
6: Yeah, I'm just going to give away merch for Halloween candy. It's like, you get a shirt, you get a shirt.
2: (laughs) Just (laughs) buy up all the shirts Everyone, Everyone
6: is an Emerald King. (laughs)
0: That'll be a vibe.
2: Could see you doing that. Just <laughs> as soon as the store drops, you just max check out your own shirt. Hundred of them. All to yourself, and then giving them out for Halloween. <laughs> yeah,
6: I gotta, I going to burn them. Right, gotta reduce the, um, the increase the rarity, <laughs> decrease supply.
2: You gonna frame one of them? You're just gonna buy all hundred. Burn 99, frame the one as a one-on-one, <laughs> and then sell it as an NFT. Exactly. Pair it in an open sea bundle with your crown. Apple. Oh, that's a good idea. That's
0: a great idea. No, also, someone's asking, What about the spoon? I think that's a little bit of trivia behind it. Like, Derb likes to eat a lot of Nutella, so just has to commemorate him. I, I got the spoon made so that he, it can be like he's eating so much Nutella that he has a spoon in his mouth. So he's literally eaten a box, a big jar of Nutella in one night. And I literally woke up the next night and I'm like, where's my Nutella? And he had eaten it. So I think that's why we have the spoon just to say that he eats so much Nutella.
2: I like Googled that if the spoon is like signifying someone who's going to get zapped in the electric chair and it helps like conduct the electricity into their head, like, is that a thing? I thought that's what the spoon was for I'm not going to lie, I didn't know it was for Nutella
0: (laughs) No, I think we didn't think that hard, it's just that it it, it was just Nutella like him eating Nutella, like it looked cool, you know like I've seen him so many times with that spoon in his mouth and I always had that image that once he dies, he'll still have a spoon in his mouth because he's eating Nutella so I was like, it suits well when he's dead like his cranium should have a Nutella in his mouth That's That's a
6: great story, yeah
0: someone
1: uh yeah, someone
0: awesome. someone in the discord
1: says the airdrop if there is one in the future is just going to be Nutella <laughs> just jars
2: of Nutella yeah somebody had a um, question <laughs> about the payment processing for the merch are we going to be able to pay with crypto or is it going to be just like uh, a typical like PayPal or Google Pay or something checkout?
0: no we'll have a crypto uh, checkout so we'll integrate it with web3 so that you can pay through ethereum so it'll be priced in ethereum but we've kept uh, so i think the rough rough cost. i'm not promising this right now we just have to go over go through the cost right now but it's pretty reasonable It's it's got to do with the decent street quality and that's what the prices come out around and all proceeds everything that we make will go back into the community wallet so it's not very expensive. Like, it's going to be decently priced. It's not super expensive. It's at a decent cost, I guess.
2: Yeah, I, I saw it, and it's definitely fair. Like, I'm just going to try to buy one of everything and hope that a lot of people aren't buying a bunch of stuff, and then I can check out that. I agree. The
0: quali- the quantity is limited, though. We want to test it out, and then maybe, like, if this goes well, then do more drops.
5: Yeah, that, that might be, like, a, a bad strategy. I mean, that's, like, that's like trying to grab all the stuff that you want in the Supreme drop at one time without checking
2: out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, like, I'm greedy. I got it. I gotta get. I gotta get a hat. I gotta get the hoodie. I gotta get the shirt. I gotta get you know other stuff.
4: Yeah. Do I need to set up like a bot to buy? Not, like when I grow to buy? Like I mean, the good I'm thing is get, it's locked
2: behind owning a cranium. So like you know theoretically, yeah, it's not as uh, competitive. That's true. Granted, there are like what thirty two hundred cranium holders, maybe more now. Yeah, something like that, around 3,200. So, and I think like,
4: yeah,
0: a lot of the people might not even want it. So, I think there should be enough if every some everyone wants one, but we'll see.
4: Yeah, if every holder wants one, could you you could meet that demand?
0: I don't know the demand uh, the uh, the quantities are lower, so we just want to test it out and see what everyone likes and what they don't, and then.
4: This is drop one. Yeah, yeah. This is drop
0: one. We'll continue this in the future. We want to do more things. Like, we want to do skateboards. Maybe like I think there's a good skateboard community NFT space as well. So maybe do something like that.
4: Yeah, I would definitely buy a few decks. Hundred percent. Yeah. So
0: we're looking at that. We, I, I might post a picture soon. So we were trying to look at custom palettes as well, so that everyone can get their cranium printed on a custom wood palette. So things like that. You know, like those are underworks. Those take a little longer than merch because merch is usually. A little like a lot of people do more so like the plan for that is usually more straightforward. But th- things like skateboards and
2: pallets takes a little longer. So yeah. Somebody asked about the number. So where did you come up with ten thousand seven hundred and sixty-two for the total quantity?
0: Okay, so that's an interesting story. as yes. well, like it's just that. The, uh, the ship called Thanatos, right? So we want to build on that ship itself. And that's why the ship had 10,000 people on it. So that's a pretty big ship. Like, I don't even know the ship's that big, but uh that's a pretty big ship. And the idea is that, including if you think about everyone from the the captains, that's why you have the sailors on, on the sailor, sailor cranians, right? So you have everyone who's there from the king down to the last person who does the cleaning on the ship. And that's why we have 10762. We thought it d- doesn't make sense to have 10,000 because it's pretty unreasonable, like th- exactly 10,000 Cranians, right? So we wanted to keep a number that we thought was reasonable enough that existed on the island so that the island is populated enough, the ship is populated enough, and that's enough for the universe to grow. Like I think 10,000 gives us enough, 10762 gives us enough of a uh, room to play around with the lore so that you can have different characters doing different things. And you'd never run out of characters. So I think that was one thing that was there when we were deciding
2: the number. I think you guys did a good job too with making like all of the lower ends still good avatars. Like very few craniums, in my opinion, look just like horrible. Like I, I kind of liked what you did. So you did have over 10,000, but it's a nice distribution of like aesthetics. It's not a bottom 20% are unavatarable. Like, you know, some punks like i mean maybe the bottom like 10 percent of punks like would never use as my avatar but like some of the craniums like i mean they all look good there's very few that look bad so that was really that's one of the things i really liked about this collection
0: thank you so much and that's also like when we were deciding the probabilities that was something that was bothering us as well because something like we wanted the naked bodies to be owned by as many people as we can just because we thought they look really cool so there was a huge like you know decision-making we had to do like either make something that's as cool as the naked ones really common and comp like have more people have the aesthetic yeah that's a really
5: interesting point that's really interesting so point.
0: yeah so that's why you see a lot of craniums that look really good but aren't rare just because we wanted a lot of people to use them as PFPs or just have them you know like, yeah, even if they're like don't more, use them, just more like, people
5: would be excited about the project because theirs looks like really cool like you, you didn't you didn't like make the best traits like Super exclusive, so that nobody could even get them. That's
0: exactly. So, like that—that's what we wanted to do initially, and I'm glad like everyone got to that point. Where, like, I, I was looking at the feedback section, and someone's trying to build a tool where people can rank aesthetics over rarity. So, I think that'll be pretty cool. Like, it'll make even the less rare uh, craniums more valuable just because people like them. And I think that's how art should move in a direction over or for any project, I think, like they should move into the direction of more towards aesthetics than rarity in, in our opinion. I don't know if we could be wrong, but yeah.
2: No, I definitely agree. I mean, if you make a project in the bottom 50%, I'm not going to call out any projects, but people probably know what I'm talking about, but there are certain projects where it's like the bottom 33 to the bottom 50%. Like you don't even want to have it as your avatar because it looks so bad. And it's like, how are you going to get a community of people to rally behind that when you know half the potential owners could just be holding garbage they're not even proud to display. Yeah, exactly. I, like I, think, I think, that
5: think you need to have a balance though. Like you, you need to have a balance between like rare traits that gets people excited about collecting it, and like the some of the best traits that you know people are going to love, where they they're actually attainable. You know, like there's there's well, definitely some, there's some
2: like places. I mean, yeah, if you go on the other side of the spectrum, you turn into polymorphs, right? Like, there's no rarity. It's just a free-for-all fuck fest. <laughs> like, I, I love the Saint's robes. Um, they're rare. They're, like, you know, one of the rarest things you can get in Saint um, with the craniums, but they're not, like... Um, i don't know to me they're like sophisticated you know if you have a saint's robe it's like not the <laughs> it's not the shiniest thing that jumps out it's just like this like chad red cloak that's just like i'm a pimp but it's not like the psychedelics or the emeralds or like even the crown i think so really nice but it's still very like uh loud and show off yeah i don't know like when you see someone with a crown you just know it's rare it's, yeah, like it's a yeah,
5: crown exactly but but i feel like that that trait makes sense to, to be rare, you know?
0: No, I Definitely. agree. So so that's also like one thing, if you look at the traits and you, like if you look, uh, I I think there's a, uh, we have an Excel sheet that we did all the rarities on. And the reason behind the rarities was also like, logically was there was that, that you can, in a wicked world, like the craniums, you cannot have enough saints. So that saints are very rare. And the number of kings you can have in that world is also really rare. And that's why like, like the mech suit is supposed to be something very like fancy and modern and someone who's like a superhero in its own way. So like someone like yeah, Iron Man. Me maybe a Gundam.
5: Sorry. I said it, it reminds me of like a Gundam. I mean, that's like basically what it is. Like...
0: Yeah, exactly. And so that's why, like, if you think about the c- correlation between the people that would exist in that universe and the rarities, there's a huge correlation because that's how like we thought of building out. That's how we want the rarities to build out in the universe as well. Like, if you think about the saint, right? All, I think there are about 25 or 40 saints. Like that's the biggest number you can have in a devious world like the Wicked. that saints would exist. Because if you, think, uh, if you think about, say, the Renaissance world, right? Everyone wanted to be a saint, but there were so few of them that existed and that increased their value. So that's how we wanted the rarities to be. Like the number of kings and the saints that existed a couple of hundred years ago from the Renaissance world were really few. And that's how... You come in that's and that's the time period that we want the craniums to belong to. And that's why their rarities are really rare. Like that's why the same the does not make sense to have rarity, but it does. So if you think more about why a certain trait is rare, you'd also like tend to think on if you, if you give it context from the Renaissance world a couple of hundred years ago, you'll get a lot of the reason why some of them are rare and others aren't.
7: What's up, everyone? Yo, hey, hey dude, hey, thanks. So what, uh, first of all, let me just say I'm pleasantly surprised with the value of this space right now. I mean, to hear Dube just roll out to us so many things that are in his mind is tremendous. And I'm just so happy we took the time to, to have this conversation. You know, like these things are mysterious and uh, that's part of uh, kind of like the allure but there are so many un- unanswered questions that are being answered tonight. So D's, thank you so much for doing this. And doob, thank you so much for the information. You know, and I just want to kind of just, I don't want to, you know, take the mic for too long, but I kind of got a few things I wanted to throw out there. First of all, you know, when, when you take a, a chance on a project like we've done, you know, we didn't have that much information. There's the art, you know, you want to have something that worst case scenario, you have this dope art piece. So the whole thing was just hedged on having this amazing art, which which was like a check. The pleasant surprise is that Dube and Derb, who you guys are, you're the character behind this project right now, because there's so much fulfillment and trust that we get as NFT holders, knowing how hard you're working on this and watching, watching what you're rolling out. And to that point, like, you're also very receptive to the community. You know, like, right away, the community said, you know, we think it's important to be in the sandbox because a lot of our other favorite projects have gone in that direction. And, you know, we want to be part of that space in the future. And I think you guys listen to that. And, and you, you delivered that very quickly. And, you know, again, another like check mark here for why, you know, it's being reinforced that we're making a good decision to hold cranium. So thank you for that. Someone brought up airdrop and I just, I couldn't get off the, the stage here without just posting this out there, which this jacket that I'm wearing, this ghost shirt you know, I think is so fresh and it's this ghost vibe. And I think it would be really cool. I wonder what everyone thinks is if we could airdrop a ghost to cranium holders. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because I feel like people would feel that for sure. Yeah. That's better than my Jack lantern idea. I mean, the pumpkin's cool, but uh, in, in, in this other project, right? The forgotten runes, I think there's a pumpkin head. And I think the pumpkin head is pretty rare, Um, but I'm kind of, I would like the aesthetics wasn't there. You know, if we could get some like dope ass ghosts with this art that you guys have, and it doesn't need to be anytime soon. I know art takes time, but just right now, the community and the NFTs, like this is a, such a driving force, you know, right. We saw it with the apes and the dogs. We saw it with the cats and the rats. Like for some reason, this minting opportunity premium i want to call it like the opportunity to exclusively mint something is very attractive in the space it gets people pumped up it gets me pumped up and all i'm just saying if you were to airdrop a ghost to the people i would i would love it man just wanted to put
5: that out there i think that the the cool uh the cool idea behind a ghost is that like it it would probably inherently have to be simple. Like, you wouldn't be able to include that many features without making it look, like, really stupid. So you would have to be thoughtful with, like, okay, what is the maximum amount of traits the ghost has to have?
7: Yeah, absolutely. And and, and not to go on too much of a tangent, but I just wanted to give a little background for what it's worth on kind of why I was attracted to the art. You know, everybody has their story. You know, and and what I noticed is some of the demographic is coming out of like SoCal, right? I was just chatting on the Discord with some people happen to live in Orange County. And, you know, we grew up in this skate culture and this surf culture, you know, and it's like, I for example, last year when I got my, my son skateboarding, you know, we went to the skate shop. It had been a long time for myself. We both walked out with Skull skateboard decks. You know what I'm saying? So this hits home. And, and we love it.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much. Like, on um, AirDrop, I don't know what we feel about it right now. Like, it's it's something in the future that we can look at, but I don't think I can promise on anything right now.
2: So we'll take it as it comes. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's much better to under-promise and over-deliver than to, you know, get the community hyped up over something, and then the AirDrop comes out, and then that thing's dumped. Plus the cranium is dumped because, you know, the hype is overhyped. Like it's much better, better in my opinion. Like, yeah, think it out and like, you know, maybe don't even announce it. Just, you know, do it at some point in the future. And it would do the snapshot at least, you know, like reward the people who already have stuff. I don't know. But yeah, I like what you're doing.
0: No, I completely agree. And I think like um, for the airdrop that, as I mentioned earlier, like all of these things that we want to do need to be directed towards building the lore. So, obviously, like, all of those things need to go together. Like, you can't just have an isolated uh, coast, you know. Like, I, we would have to figure out how does that position in the whole universe. And because, have so, essentially, like, if you try to build out or give away any airdrop or anything that we do in the future, like, there's been a lot of requests for building out a map for Osseus, you know. Like, where is everything positioned? And I was talking to Captain James, and he was talking about, like, maybe build out a map with the lore so that you can talk about, like, oh, there's a clubhouse there there's a church there there's a graveyard here and that's where everything is built so like we have to plan that out a little bit more and see how how does the map how does the air drop and how how do all of those things fit in together because as soon as they come into like we want them to be pieces of a puzzle so like maybe like the the cranium is the biggest piece and everything that comes after this is like is adds to a little bit more value to those major piece so yeah we'll have to figure
2: that out a little more
5: Not
2: the right thing, bro. Dude, we like the craniums
7: something. Yeah, you know. we <laughs> yeah, like, we the, like the craniums. <laughs> and dude, man, I'm you know, I'm happy to hear all this from you. I mean, it really is it really is sweet. And you know, I i know did Sidak get down. Uh I was gonna kind of uh give him a hard time because we want to see the king, you know, imagine. Making the acquisition that Psyduck did, and you know, and then not having, not rolling with that. Those guys, this guy's classic. Psyduck are you here, bro? Where's the king? Where's I'm right king here, player?
8: dude. I'm here.
2: Where's the king, player Can we see it? He's rapping it. I see it. You
7: yeah. see it? Yeah. He's, <laughs> king
2: the, the, He's the king. <laughs>
7: oh man, you know, it's just I think sometimes these 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 uh, spaces throw me off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Here,
2: yeah. man. Nah, he's he's repping it man
7: <laughs> so How see. You? you know what that's tricky i'm gonna i'm gonna get down and refresh so i can pop it i don't have too much else to say <laughs> i appreciate you guys and uh looking forward to everything that's coming out as you know i'm super hyped about it and uh, i'm super happy that people get to learn more about it tonight so thank you everybody and thanks deez again thanks hey. hammer
2: anytime man Andy, welcome to the stage. By the way.
3: Hey guys, what's up?
5: It's
3: good, bro.
2: Yeah, how's
0: it going?
3: Good, good. I actually was just thinking when you were talking a little bit earlier about, um, at the connection to the skateboard community, Mm -hmm. and I had seen that that surfboard coffin I think floating around in um, in the Discord. So when you guys were talking about potential airdrops, um, I just had an idea. Maybe it's like a skateboard or like a hoverboard or uh, some kind of surfboard. It kind of ties in with the story with like Asius being an island. And then it could also sort of be like an accessory a way to get around the metaverse. Um, and I have to imagine something like that might be a little bit easier for you guys to design and tier as well. Just kind of like an accessory as opposed to like a completely different set of like um, a ancillary product as airdrop as well.
0: No, I completely agree. And that's why like like, uh, so I think that was uh, Calvinist is, I, I don't re- remember his exact name, but he's also an Olympic swimmer, from what I know. And he does skate, he does surfing a lot. So he made that for us. And I think that you guys should check it out. He's made those custom s- skateboards, and he's doing some more interesting stuff that he's going to come out. So I'll retweet that as well, so that you guys can check it out. But I think that's, that That goes something like, I, I just don't know how much a demand for that kind of stuff is there in the community like i know like a good number of people are from that part but i don't know if everyone wants something like that so i think that we have to do more research on it and talk to more people and then we can come come out to a decision
3: yeah for sure
1: yeah i saw the i saw those coffins those are looking super sick but um Dude, i just had a, a question a few questions what is i'm just curious what your favorite trade is if you have a favorite trade
0: yeah i have a favorite trade and that's the emerald because that took a lot of time for us to build just because like if you, the emerald gold and silver were the hardest in my opinion just because getting that effect in 2d is really hard when you move to 3d like it's very easy to shine the light at the right point and like you get that effect but when you move into something like diamonds or something like emerald the color needs to change exactly in the right point so that it actually gives out that effect. So I think that's why like when we minted the first 40, I chose one of the emeralds and I think the open mouth. So that was like, that was one of my favorite personally. That's why I kept that for myself. Like the open mouth, like as we talked earlier, like that's what the idea was, you know, like the rope extends a little bit when you see you on the cranium. So I think those little things matter a lot to me personally, that you see the rope extend a little bit, you see the cranium opening and then the emerald on top of it. That was the most valuable to me, so yeah.
1: That's cool. That's super cool. Um, a question I had, not necessarily a question, but I think I saw a lot of people, I had a few people reach out to me when you guys had the, uh, the sandbox announcement and they were just asking me what exactly that is. So I just assumed that there might be a few people, uh, that, that don't necessarily know what that is or understand like the long-term implications of that and what that could mean for cranium holders, uh, long-term.
0: Absolutely. I can try to find out a little more bit more of a brief if we can put that up, maybe like a couple like one page explaining that. But for those who don't know, like oh, sandbox is this metaverse game that's coming up. So you can either we can either build a social interactive t- space with our land or we can do a game. So we got a six by six land, that's the medium-sized land that they have. They have two sizes above this, but sandbox recommended that we either get three by three or six by six, given the size of our community. We went with the six by six just because we wanted to build a combination of both. We want to build it as an interactive space for all the cranium holders to hang out. And we also want to build a space that's some kind of a game. So maybe like have a couple of poker tables there, maybe build a small casino, or maybe like build some of those games that people can actually come and play there. So I think six by six land size provides us with the exact, op- uh, with the right opportunity to play around. You know, like a three by three would be a little small. Six by six is big enough to do both of those things together. And I think metaverse play itself is going to be the next big thing that's happened to the NFTs, in my opinion, because that's when the gamers will also come in and that would position us in the right space to be at because we're also talking to DCL. We're trying to get estimates on how much building and owning space would there be and how to get those logistics going. So we'll see like how to get all cranium holders, a voxel version of uh, the, the craniums would work. It's, I still don't have more clarity on that because it's a little harder, given the limit. Like there are, there, are not too many voxel creators out there, and a lot of them are busy, including Sandbox itself. Like Sandbox does voxel creation, but they said they won't be able to do it for us because they're busy. So I think we'll have to. I'll have to reach out to more people, get get more quotes, get more pricing done, and then I'll get back to you on updates on how we can get everyone a uh, a voxel character for themselves. So basically, like you can go into the Sandbox game with your voxel creator, or with your voxel. Uh, a 3d avatar and then you can play around then you would be represented by that avatar basically so imagine it like a gta game where you can go and play with your own avatar and everyone can own their own land and we own a piece of that land and we will build that out for the community
2: yeah there's definitely not many voxel artists out there i'm in a metaverse dao and right now we're kind of heavy in crypto voxels land but we're well aware of the entire landscape and um to find like actually good voxel builders and to get their time for a while it is tough like we've tried to contract work out for some of our builds and it's like you know a lot of these people who are really good they're also really really busy so sometimes the community might not understand like you know just how hard um and just how niche you know being a good voxel artist is so it's rough like I completely agree. And the second thing is, we were talking about sandbox on
0: like they're building an in, uh, NFT interoperability tool, which is basically like that. If we build our assets, that would allow us to build out all the possible permutation combinations that we need. So build out all 10762 by doing permutations and combinations instead of like building them building them out individually. So I think we're gonna take a little take the individual avatar creation rules little slow till the time they build their own tool so that we can build on top of it. So that will That'll make it cheaper and easier for us. And I don't think Sandbox is going into full motion for the, the next couple of months. They'll take out some time to build as well. So I think we can take it a little slowly then.
2: Yeah, Sandbox is definitely feeling like it's taken its time with the launch. But hopefully, it's uh, everything we anticipate it will be. Absolutely.
4: Hey, dude, so um, before Wicked Craniums, what what do uh, you and Derb do by trade? Like you guys, graphic designers or coders? Or, so what's so Derb's
0: name? a coder. I was an entrepreneur before this. So I was working uh, in a consumer durables, consumer healthcare startup. So it was an e-commerce and physical distribution startup. So I'm actually, both of us are, are from India. We went to the same high school and we met in high school. And then, so we both moved out to Los Angeles. Uh, so I moved out to Los Angeles derp was in boston and during the pandemic he was working with apple and he just moved into l.a to meet me and hang out with me and at the same time we were both dabbling in a little bit with nfts you know like trading a little bit here and there and we found the space really interesting we wanted to build out like i think more than building out the collection it was more to do with the universe for us because we wanted to get people in, introduced to this skeleton world and like build out something cool so that's how it all started and yeah so he was a coder I, I did product design and economics so that was my background both of us fit perfectly to building this project out and yeah now here we are this is like almost we're doing this full time i've taken a back step on my other startup but yeah
4: awesome man and then uh, follow-up question something fun like uh, if you were to create a game in the sandbox something uh like voxel like uh, what would be your ideal game
0: what would be an ideal game? I think uh, one thing we were possibly looking at was building like a fight club kind of game. So maybe you can go around fight with your avatars in sandbox. Maybe if that's if we have the potential for that, maybe look at something like that.
4: Like a Street Fighter esque yeah. or Yeah, so yeah, some, yeah. Right on. So then. something
0: like that, maybe. So we can look we have to hash it out more because to be very honest with you, like I have done more research on the social part and how to build out the social verse, but game has got to do a lot with the opportunity that sandbox gives us. So like the kind of flexibility that they allow us would allow us to build on top of it. So I think we need to figure out more with them right now. They're also giving us limited, uh, boxer creation and the kind of idea that they have on their own game aspect is a little limited, I feel so, but as we deal more into it, we we can come up with more ideas and build it
2: further.
4: Awesome. Thank you, dude. I got to go. So thank you guys for having me
2: have a great thanks for stopping by man thanks for your question yep absolutely see i'm gonna just invite craniums up from the audience to speak get get his spot filled we like the craniums always have i mean i just knew from the art somebody said it earlier i forget who but um they basically said like you know when we bought the craniums we didn't really know what the hell we were getting into like I didn't know Doob or Derb from Crypto Twitter, and um, just really liked the art. So it was like, "All right, well, worst case scenario, I have some really good looking craniums, or like skeletons, in my wallet. So yeah, let's yeah. do
5: this." I mean, it, it, I clearly it paid off with the guitar story. So fuck it. I mean, oh, it's, it's been a wild ride. Yeah, yeah, it just makes sense to. I mean, as soon as you saw it, you were like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go for this." I think that's the right attitude to have.
2: It just reminded me so much too of the um, aesthetic of music I like. And a lot of like t shirts and graphics I've seen over the years just gave me that um, kind of like the rock, post hardcore, metal type it's definitely vibe. going to resonate with a lot
5: of people that like, like, listen to rock music for sure
2: yes I was hooked immediately and then I remember that night I slept like three hours when craniums came out so I had to go to work the next day (laughs) and um, I was up to like 2 or 3 a.m and I had to get up at six and I was just like trying to get and bid on as many as I could that I really wanted and it was pretty fucking wild
0: that's amazing I'm so happy like a little backstory like Durban and I were basically in the We're looking at this NFT story from the sidelines. We used to trade a little bit, but not too much. And we really used to look up to you and we were like, Oh, it'd be great if one day we could
2: get on a spaces with him and it's a dream to be here. I mean, I don't know. I I bought in the day I didn't even know you guys. So I'm just glad that you guys are open to talk to us and you guys didn't rug us. Like every time I mint mint this stuff, I honestly like just expect I'm burning money. It's just like, ah, this is probably, you know, I'm wasting two ETH, but I like the art, so fuck it. And um, in a case like this, it's like, you know, you and uh, Derb have basically delivered what you said you're working on. Um, I talk to you guys uh, about the community all the time, and I feel fairly confident in where this is going. And it's like, you know, I I like it. I'm along for the ride. And I feel I like gave uh, out a, a cranium today to somebody, and um, yeah. One of the photographers I've been talking to, he shoots a lot of dark cemetery-type scenes. Like, it's a a dark cranium vibe. And um, uh, I'll put something up here of his. But basically, he's going through some hard times, and I'm like, you know, I don't have a lot right now, but I'm going to get you a cranium just so you can get in the Discord and talk to people and show off your art, and, like, it fits you. I had one that had, like, the chic robes, and this guy's from Pittsburgh, so it kind of reminded me of the Steelers
5: Colors. What was the number for it?
2: Uh, Let me look it up one sec.
5: I feel like the one of the, on the rock point, I feel like one of the uh, underrated traits is the heart. Like it reminds me
0: of like Guns N' Roses like artwork. Yeah, so I don't know. Like I completely agree. Like there's a, I think as like one thing that a initial hypothesis that we had was the BFP market is going to explode exponentially because everyone's going to get one and at that time like skulls have always commanded their own niche historically like if you look at it like in a, a, any kind of space you know if you go to music you go to art you go to any kind of space okay. like, skulls have always commanded. tattoos exactly like so every skulls have always commanded that niche for themselves and we're only aiming to command that niche in our own you know like in the in this space we want to be like that's why we have unique attributes like a uh like a nail you know like our skulls don't look at look like any of the skulls you've seen on the internet you can go around we've We've done our research, like we looked at a, a couple of thousand skulls, I think, but none of them look like this just because the kind of things that we've done with it, you know, like the ropes and the nails and the attributes, like they're very, very distinct. So even if there are skull projects coming out in the future, they would not be able to look like us at all.
5: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure people are going to come out with skull projects just because of what you just said. Like, you know, this aesthetic is super popular in a, in a bunch of different like communities, right? Like, you know, bikers and tattoo like people with tattoos and and rock and you know but um yeah I I do agree like your your guys don't look like anything I've ever seen before because of all the the unique things that they have attached to them like like how they're kind of like strung together like I think that's really unique like nobody's gonna know if somebody does that it's gonna be a clear copy of what you guys did
0: yeah I completely agree like let's see how the marketplace out we can't say too much but
2: yeah i also appreciated how you guys don't really like copy too many traits from other projects it was one of the things i've liked a lot about uh the craniums and the cool cats it's like a lot of the traits are just original to the set or like it fits the aesthetic super well it's not like you guys were like oh we gotta put a you know beanie cap on this skeleton because punks have rare beanies um, so I really appreciated how you guys like really thoughtfully laid out all the traits.
6: or even like the three d glasses, like yes, it is three d, but it's it has its own vibe, you know it's it's not like the other three d glasses.
2: no, they're much more laid back or like needed, yeah. like chillin vibe. I have a lot of them or not a lot. Maybe I have like four or five of them, but I, I definitely like them in a different way than I like you know the punk three d glasses, which are these like very vibrant blue and red pixels that grab your attention. Like, yeah, that's what you're saying.
0: Thank you guys. I think like one thing, like we don't personally like, I think it's, this is coming from a personal note more than our founder. Is that everyone's like, oh, this generation generative art thing is like copying VAYC. But I think I would like to give more respect to Hashmask in that way. Like when we started out, we were looking at Hashmask more than VAYC because VAYC wasn't actually out at that time. So I think like that like that process that you can use to create generative art is more beginning to that phase than actually like the recent phase that we've seen, so.
6: Yeah, I, I, can, I can see that. Like Hashmas have a lot of mysterious and kind of enigma around them, around like interpreting different things. So I can totally see that. Um, one question for you, Dub, is maybe like, what's one thing that you would change if you could do it all over again?
0: So I think one thing that we would change is like, so I think it's a, it's a double-edged sword because when we launched the project and we were marketing, like we didn't see a lot of traction, to be fairly honest. Like we were trying really hard to get traction and we actually thought that if we sell it over a couple of days or a couple of weeks, that'd be great. And in retrospect, we would have a bigger team with us supporting us because to be fairly honest, like Durban and I have been going crazy. And we don't believe in just recruiting someone, you know, like someone who has misaligned interests or someone who we don't actually know personally, don't have had a conversation with one-on-one. And so I think recruitment would be one thing that we want to do and we're lacking with. And we, but because we just want to recruit people that we really trust and would stay with us for the long term. So that's one thing we would go back and change. If we would, if we knew that the project was going to do so well, we would recruit people earlier and make sure spend our time with that then spend it right now.
2: cool that's crazy so when you were marketing you didn't think it was going to take off and then the first day it did over uh 2500 ethereum in volume like what the hell were you thinking
0: <laughs> no so honestly like because we were trying like i think like we, a lot of devs reach out to us who are launching collections and i think everyone every devs faces the same problem like getting reach is the hardest part because you make your discord you make your twitter and like, you're trying to market, you're trying to tell people, but you don't know if people are going to buy or not because there's only so much of the product that's in the market. You, like, we had 40 reserve frames that people could see, so they were taking a wild bet, you know? And as you say, like, we don't know how many people are willing to take that bet. So on top of that, like, we were just, like, we were very shook by the response we got, to be honest. Like, And then we had a thing where people were like, oh, people might not want to have skulls as this dark... uh Image as PFPs, and then there was a lot of criticism before we launched. I guess there still is, I won't say, but like the criticism that was there before launch was a lot more.
2: I don't even remember how I saw it, I just remember like that day it came out. I saw it and immediately knew, like, okay, I'm minting some of these because this is right up my aisle, but like, I don't remember how it even disseminated to me.
0: I think our biggest boost in the morning was from Art Trick. Like I clearly remember when she retweeted, we saw like a couple of hundred people just come into our Discord that morning. And I think by evening, our Discord had like become four times the size it was before launch. So that was like, a, that day itself was a huge boost for us. Like about 10 days of marketing did not do as much as
2: that morning did. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like you just have to keep being consistent. And then if you get that one boost to push you over the hump, it's like the momentum can just be kind of exponential.
0: Exactly. But I think going forward, that's something, if you look at, I, uh, so Durban and I have this company called Reckless Labs that we want to build out more stuff in the space. And I think one thing we want to do is... like have that, the, have, do. Thank you. Yeah, so it was just like we were just being... Reckless kids, you know, like trying to figure it out. So that's how you get the
1: name. I love it.
0: (laughs) So that's the dream that you build out something for people to get more reach, you know, like it's very easy for like, say some influencers, like I see, I don't want to take names, but like you see the bigger influencers in the space who have their own projects to get a lot of reach. But there's a lot of small creators who are doing great work, independent artists, and all of those people who do not have that kind of reach. So maybe do something in that, respect that everyone who's trying to do new things gets that audience and it's not limited to Twitter or to Discord because both of those platforms don't do justice to the smaller people in the space. I don't know, what do you guys feel about, like, just, like, turning the conversation a little bit towards that end? Like, what do you guys feel like? Because we've been on that end when we were small and, like, people didn't know about us. Like, right now, people still know what Wikitraniums is, even if they don't own it. But at that time, no one actually knew. And, like, it was really hard for us to get that reach going. So what do you guys think about the smaller people in the space?
6: It's been really cool to see, like, I mean, I'm I'm a part of a lot of Discords, and I would say wicked craniums is probably one of the few that has a lot of new people like i just hear over and over like cranium i just got my first nft and it was a cranium and i think that's pretty awesome you know i think that's great when you can attract people like that and it just shows that like our project is you know our community is welcoming the project is 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 dope for new collectors and i think like just having people to like even show people like how to do it, you know, where to go, how to value these things. It's uh it's nice. I think for projects, you know, I think there's a lot of projects. I think it's definitely harder. Um, especially now, I mean even like three or four weeks ago, like there's a lot of new projects now compared to a month ago. Um yeah, so you I'd say at the right time, I would
5: say. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's a tough getting question at this point
6: so much harder, right? Um I don't know. I think like it's it really is going to be a battle, and I think it comes down to just community. I think there's a lot of tribalism in in PFP projects, where I think it shouldn't be. I think it's the way I look at it is more like cuisines. Like I like American food. I like Mexican food. I like Chinese food, you know. And it's not. It's less like choosing sides. It's more like I'm um, just like. I'm just, like, digging this kind of cuisine or flavor, you know, this way. Yeah, week. I
5: mean, most people just don't think about it that way, though. They they think about it like, oh, my project is better, and I want the price of these tokens that I have to go up more than the price of the tokens that you have.
2: It's just, mm-hmm. like,
5: it's the same. It's I, I mean, the, the example I always give is just ETH BDC. Like, it's, it's the exact same thing playing out. It's just, it's just human nature and how it plays out in markets, like... I don't think that there's, I think that that what you're saying is that concave, uh, like worldview, which is the correct worldview, but a lot of people have the convex worldview, which is like one or the other, unfortunately. And, and I think what they're going to do, what's, what's going to happen to them is they're just going to miss out on a lot of
2: opportunities by being like that. Yeah, agreed. People get mad in um, comments sometimes if you change your avatar, like if I go from a pump to a cat to a cranium, someone today was like, I miss your cat, bring the cat bag.
5: It's like, <laughs> we like the cats, sir.
2: I'm like, dude, the cat's in the header. It's all there. You can see it. No, I completely agree. The and like, I think,
5: in your heart, these
2: Yeah, I feel that. And I think
0: that's also that I, I was talking to one of the devs today, and I think uh, I've tried to reach out to some more this morning. And we're trying to. I'll try. We're trying to build out like a small group for devs, so that as devs, if we start doing more collaborative things, I think the communities will reflect that as well. It's just that I think devs are very isolated in the space as well. So, so do you mean
5: do you mean devs across different uh, projects? Yes. Oh, that's a great idea. That's, so I think that, yeah, that's
0: awesome. So if we become more collaborative ourselves, then that would also be reflected in the communities because if they see that oh, we're friends with you know like. cats or like Bulls or any other uh, project, then the communities would receive that as well. Because if the devs aren't in touch, then it's like, oh, we're just isolated communities in in the NFT space, I guess.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's like a collab in in anything, right? Like, I mean, Supreme and Nike collab.
0: Exactly. Um, Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. And that's, I think, if you try to do that as devs in the space, then I think that would also be reflected very well across the community too.
9: Hey, Doob, I just, uh, just yeah. want to uh, thank you for all the you, Doob and Derb, for the great artwork and just this amazing stuff that you've created. I remember when I saw it, I, I saw Art Chick um, post and I was driving to, to my sister's house and I'm on my phone and I'm trying to mint some. And I'm like, I just can't. I can't they sold out while I, while I was doing it. And I ended up having to pick some up secondary. Um, and kind of like UDs. I was up late night, kind of, you know, I think I kind of, I got some really good deals, but I also overcooked it a bit. And so that kind of leads me to the, to the question of, so there's so many, like back when you launched, I saw it was like CryptoPunks, Board Apes, and Craniums were like the big ones. And then now it's just like, it's exponential. And like, what can be done to keep these things growing? Like I love, I just love the skull artwork and just there's, everyone has a story and you just read through the cradle and people are so creative. It's just, what help are people on board
5: to Ethereum? Sorry? You, you need to help people on board to Ethereum. I mean, if, if you want, if you want people, more people to come into the community, that is how you do it. You, you help them download MetaMask, you help them set up, uh, like a, a wallet or a hardware wallet and configure it with their MetaMask. Um, you help them uh, figure out how to get ETH into their wallet. Like if, if you want more people to come into the community, you help them onboard to the technology.
9: Right.
2: There was somebody in the craniums, chat. his friend just um, was going to come on stage but left, I guess. But he had just said that was his first NFT. He just bought a cranium in the last hour. That's great. I love that spirit.
0: No, I think uh, just elaborating a little bit more on your point, you're right that coming in the future, we're going to see better outcome, people with better dynamics, people that perform better. And at that time, the only differentiating factor will be the brand we build for ourselves and the delivery we do as devs. So I think those will be the two differentiating factors between all the collections that are launched and will launch in the future. Because people might come out with better art. So at that time, we cannot be just banking on our art. We will have to have a better brand name for wicker craniums, And we would have to be- have a better brand name for the delivery and the value addition we do. So if we deliver enough in a short period of time, that would obviously make people, have people hang out more in this community than a newer project. So like, I think the parallel between a startup without a moat or a competitive advantage is very similar to the p- place we're in. The barriers of entry to those communities to the spaces are very low, low right now, so it's just that we have to increase the barriers to entry on ourselves. Not doing something illegal or something, but just deliver so much and market so much that the barrier to entry for a new project becomes harder.
5: It's it's like the it's like the intersection between a startup streetwear brand and a
0: startup social media uh, community. Yeah, I think it's 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 a new space on its own. Like I think. I agree that it's it's the intersection of that, but like, I think it's way more than that because I don't think any other startup or any yeah, other
5: sure.
0: community has that many net promoters or people who actually promote or
5: are well, that interactive. Yeah, right, because because everyone's monetarily incentivized to do so. And that's, that's the key, is, like, that's the biggest difference. Everyone's, exactly. like, incentives are aligned.
0: Yeah, like, everyone has their own incentives. And also, like... It's just that if you keep adding value to someone they would be less incentivized to leave right like if you see yeah. that why would you leave if we keep delivering like i don't know
5: yeah i mean that's that's just like how uh products like work right like in order from if i'm if i'm like heavily in some ecosystem it's gonna take a product that's like 10x better than this product to get me to leave right like if i'm if i'm heavily ingrained in the apple ecosystem then it's gonna take something that is like clearly a 10x better for me to go through the friction of leaving that ecosystem that I'm already embedded in and it's the same thing with this
0: exactly and that's the i completely agree with you and that's the long term vision you know like doing things like poker night doing things like movie streams sports uh viewing building things on the cradle that's all it that's what it all leads to the more integrated you become into the ecosystem where you're hanging out with the same people with the same interest because eventually the people who vibe with this community will stay and the others will beat out. And once the community is strong enough to stick through, then the mode itself becomes a community. Like yeah. you're talking about people who, who have the same mindset. So why would you ever want to leave for the, for
5: the, for yeah, the, I mean, if, if, if you stay long enough and you make friends with all these people, then like all your friends are like in the cranium community. So why would you leave? You know, like you have no, you have no incentive to do so. And once all the the people that are just like flipping these pieces of art to make a quick dollar leave, then you're going to be left with like genuine uh, friendships and relationships. And that is going to make the value of this project or any other project that does the same thing skyrocket.
0: I completely agree. And I think that's the thing that I think more than the floor price, the biggest uh, change that I've seen in the community over the past three weeks that that I think is the most is the biggest KPI for us is the kind of conversation we're having in the group. So I think the gold standard would be the CryptoPunks chat. Like I think they're the most the, the the kind of conversations that happen there are very high level. And I think I would want one day the goal would be to have conversations like that, but on our chat as well. But I think we've transformed a lot from going by like going from floor and talking about price and all of those things to actually talking about things that are happening, talking about events, talking about A genuine community-based activities than just talking about, you know, flipping or like, oh, this project is coming out, we need to make X amount of money and stuff.
2: I mean, that's definitely one big difference between the craniums and punks right now. Like, you know, I've been in the punks chat um, eight hours a day since September 2020, and I've never had a poker night or a movie night with any of those guys. Um, Sure, you know, I've branched out and made different friend groups from punks and have done fun things with those groups, but it's like, I've the the vibe is completely different so it's like I would strive for the intellectual curiosity and honesty of the punk's chat but I actually prefer the like um I don't want to say it's like going into like your favorite bar but it's like you go into the discord and it's just good vibes like people are just kind of bullshitting about whatever and there's no pressure to you know really deliver it's just like hanging out and I kind of like that about the craniums discord and I don't know i don't know how other people feel
0: yeah i'd love to hear about what everyone else feels like because our vision
2: is to have like a
0: kind of a serious not a serious chat but a chat away from like floor price and the money you know like that is there as an entry point to the community but once the actual building on the community will only happen if you have like a good conversation going like you know, like you say like hanging out in a bar you know like have a good conversation do poker nights do community things but i just like to know what everyone else is thinking
8: dude, like one, thanks thanks for sharing every, everything that you did share today. Um it's it's really impressive. Um But the the thing that you mentioned, and these I I, I would echo your sentiment that um and I was thinking about it this morning that dude, we're talking about communities in these NFT spaces, right? And all of us are probably part of hundred plus Discord, so hundred is the limit, right? Um, but you really go to three or five three three to five of them right um the 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 mode for 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 us as as wicked craniums would be um you need to be as as one of those top three discords that people go to and at at that point you've kind of you've made it
0: no i completely agree and that's that's what we're trying to work towards you know with like these are little things like you know like i think poker and like movie streaming or like do these, if we make these things happening on a constant basis, I think people would want to come out and hang out more. And absolutely, like I think the conversations, I think I'm really glad that the conversations are changing from just floor. Like I don't think there are very few people who come out and just ask for the floor or shill their art. But I think over time, if, as we keep delivering more, like in the stories, so I think those changes will happen slowly and steadily.
9: But I mean I think it, it depends on what kind of what kind of brand or community you want. I mean, if you look at CryptoPunks and Bored Apes and I mean, they kind of live and die by their their exclusivity and their their price. And I mean, I think craniums has has the ability to be a flagship brand. So what are those things that need to be added or built upon to, to get there.
0: I completely agree. Like the price is a huge barrier to entry, but like, I don't know, like we're still leading that with that on our own. We don't want it to be cultish, you know, like we do, we're not leading a culture, we're actually trying to build a community. And I think that's a fine line. Like I I just, I don't want to bring out all the drama or something, but like it's, it's I don't want people to go out there and someone's criticizing craniums tomorrow somewhere i don't want people to go and be like oh like uh, the craniums are good and the craniums are bad. like take constructive criticism properly and if someone's criticizing like beat them by delivering and don't make it cultish like i think like a little bit like there's a fine line between being cultish and being a community and we'd rather have a community that is strong and the price would reflect itself in due time like i don't know what you guys feel like do you think the price would reflect that in due time or not or do you need to be cultish to maintain that Yeah, price? I, I mean, I just, I think that the price
5: is is absolutely going to reflect that. I mean, again, like I, I keep reiterating the same thing, but it's just metcast law, right? Like the, the value of the network is the square of the network. So the more people that you have generally in the community, and I mean, the simple metric that we have for that right now is the number of unique holders. As that goes up, the value of the tokens or the craniums is going to go up. I mean, that's just like basic, like how markets work right i mean the, as the genie rises the value is going to go up
1: yeah i mean i completely agree with you and i think right now you know the market is it, it's just so short term minded i think and everyone's focused on you know the short term and the price and i mean obviously you buy these things so like price is going to be in the back of your mind but when you shift from focusing on that to the long term, I think that's where the you're able to reach the full potential. Because if you know, a lot of people just they think short term, and when you're doing that, I think you're just undermining like the potential of a project. And so when we're giving these projects, you know, a month to hit a crazy four floor price, I think it's like undermining you know, the full potential of the project, it's undermining the developers, it's undermining the community. <clears throat> and so when you start coming, you know, like, when I log on to discord, I'm coming to hang out in the chat, like, I don't really consider and I don't blame people for thinking about that. Because like I said, you, you buy these things, it's, you're not just never going to be thinking about the floor price or anything like that. But I just, um, I don't know, I think it's important that like Dube was saying, we started off that way because I think every Discord starts off that way because this oversaturation, you know, in the market, like everyone's trying to get in on the next big thing. So naturally, that's how the that's how the beginning is going to be. But then once you you kind of mature in a way, I think that that's like the beginning of I don't know the next big step, I guess. And I think that that's where we're at now.
8: Yeah, I think I think one of the one one of the things that you mentioned is we 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 always undermine small small things, right? And who knows, dude, three years from now, uh, if you want to be part of the, the the Wicked Cranium Poker Tournament, you you need to own one, right? And whatever, that, I mean, the, there's just so many things that that can that that the projects can pivot to, which which would add value that we probably don't see it today. And I mean the the other aspect, and I was, and, and, and I actually was thinking about it when I bought this wicked cranium that it it is very easy. Um, let's say three years from now, someone kind of like skulls just becomes something, right? Um, and everyone goes back to hey, what was the first skull NFT project? I mean, I mean the opportunities are endless, right? Um, it's just that if we if we survive as a community for for long enough, um, there'll be opportunities.
5: Yeah, I mean, I also think that, like, at some point, if you haven't already reached this yet, dude, is, I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna reach escape velocity where, like, people in the community are just gonna start building stuff for the craniums and you're not even gonna have to do anything.
0: That is possible, but, like, I don't think we wanna bank on that. And also, like, one more thing that we have in our own head for the long term, Sustaining of the community, like, okay, as devs, you can keep delivering, but that's not the only way this can be run. You know, like, it has to have a more fo- yeah, formal yeah. structure or have more of a decentralized structure. We have to, like, a DAO, like yeah. a DAO, like,
5: like, Ukrainian like DAO, a Ukrainian
0: DAO, probably, like maybe, yeah. like, so that the community runs itself. Like, there's only so much we can add individually, you know? It's the community can only be run by the community. Yeah, I, I'm not saying, I'm not
5: saying like right now, like, I, I absolutely think you guys should keep shipping. <laughs> like, oh, as much as you can in the short term but I think long term like if as the genie rises and as you have more people like like genuinely in the community
0: that is what's going to happen right that's how it'll evolve yeah I completely agree that's what I see like it's about setting the ship on the right path and then like like right now we're just building the ship you know once the ship is built and it's on the right path then like someone else can take over or like then it can be run automatically I don't know
3: what does that handoff point look like to you? Because I think another question that a lot of maybe these projects are asking, but is like, what does success look like? Because you mentioned building around the community, which I think is smart, but ultimately there's only ever going to be a maximum of, what, 10,700 7, people who own a cranium. That's one each. So like, realistically, the max number of people in this community is going to be somewhere around... I don't know five six thousand people which is great but we're not too far off from that let's say it's like 2x from the number of people in the community today
5: i mean that's a X. lot
3: though. that's a
5: lot because because remember remember that as that number goes up it's exponential it, it's exponentially reflected in the price
3: yeah agreed but it's capped
5: yeah but i, I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing because like if the DAO got too big, it would basically just be like impossible to manage anything. Like maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's a good thing that it won't just like expand forever into like infinity, you
3: know, for sure. And And, uh, and that's why I'm saying like, we can, maybe they can start thinking about what that handoff looks like now. Like what what does it look like for you to build the ship and then set it off on its course. And then what is the end result that you want? So I feel I mean, like a lot of people who, to them,
5: um, I don't I don't think this is unique to NFTs or like an NFT project. Like people are asking the same questions in DeFi, right? Like, absolutely. How, how does Uniswap move from the centralized team that it is right now to a decentralized autonomous organization? Like this is like yeah. a huge question, right? For sure. Um, and I think that we are gonna see we're we're gonna see teams remain like somewhat centralized and look look like more like a traditional LLC structure, and then we're gonna see teams like really uh, be successful in the transition to a DAO. And um, there's gonna be everything in between.
3: And the only reason I'm asking is because I feel like Doob and Derb have done just a ton of thinking about this project, much more so than any of the other projects I've been a part of or been in the discords for and their backgrounds are uniquely suited to sort of run a startup, right? You have a dev, you have a, you have a product manager who's sort of entrepreneurial. And so I feel like more than anything else, they could be already thinking about some of these steps, ahead, which is the only reason why I'm asking. But yes, very early, it's been like, what, a few weeks? <laughs> yeah. There's still many years to go and a lot of things to come. But just wondering if you guys have thought about some of Maybe the
0: revenue generation stuff and things like that. Yeah. So I think both the questions are very valid. You know, like I would like to say that we are in sort of a bull run for NFTs right now. So like if we keep trading on a good volume, then there is revenue coming in. But I don't know how sustainable is that, you know, like just depending on trading revenue for sustainance. That is one question that we have. But like for now, we have enough funds to keep us going. And. Moving on to a DAO right now is too, we're too young. So, like, we haven't considered that. But I think the kind of structure that DCL has works well, where you have a small foundation that is run, a not for profit foundation that is run and that maintains and does the general administrative stuff. And then you have the DAO, which runs the general running of the startup, I guess, in its way. So,
5: I think it's both. To be fair, like, Uniswap is like two years old (laughs) and we're still not at the DAO stage, I would say. So Yeah, so I
0: think there is some time. So, yeah, things will unfold more as time comes, you know, like, you would figure, like, once things are more concrete and they're more solidified for a while, then you'd know that, okay, we can do this, we can't. But, yeah, personally, I would say that a DAO is a potential, is a is a big potential the way that should go move forward, if it has to do well.
5: And these, D- could you could you speak on some
0: of the technical
5: issues behind like running a DAO currently? Because I know that it's not exactly like the, yeah. the infrastructure isn't completely built out for that yet. Anyway.
2: So we're not technically like um, a full fledged on chain DAO right now. Right. We have a lot of um, Discord votes, and we use Gnosis, which requires 10 out of the 19 of us to sign a transaction to do anything in our DAO wallet. So we've looked at migrating to, um, I think it's called Moloch DAO, You're probably mispronouncing it, but um, it's what Flamingo uses, I believe, and we just haven't really seen the need for the on-chainness of the DAO at this stage because we're at a stage where we have enough friction already with Gnosis and Discord votes that like adding the on-chain component would just be too much of a headache right now for us. No, that makes sense. Like I think
0: DAOs are also tough to navigate with. Like they're not easy to maintain either. So What do you think? Like, How's your experience been? Do you think like NFTs, like collectible collections should move towards a DAO
2: or not? I honestly, like for most things, I feel like doing a DAO is unnecessary. I think um, just having like a community multi-sig and a consensus mechanism, whether that's Discord votes or something else is good for like 90% or more of the things that people want to use a dao for um given the avatar projects right now like mebits dao makes a lot of sense because they're doing a bunch of building and like um so like doing like a movie and some shit like building out like entertainment on top of like voxel files and all sorts of weird stuff like To me, that makes more sense because they're trying to generate revenue as an organization. Um, Like it's being a community is different than being a DAO. Being a DAO, you're like seeking revenue. You're trying to monetize what you're building um, or at least accrue and gain value. Whereas like the community stuff, I think, is more, um, you know, what's the best thing we can do for the community right now? Or in the long term, like what, what's the best things to do? Like whether it's build um, in a sandbox plot, or the sandbox not going to be popular, and you want to go to DCL, or you know, just picking that type of stuff. No, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense to me.
0: I agree. Like it's it's a it's a huge it's a hard thing to navigate through. I guess. Like I guess I, for now we found that like we have you and we have a bunch of people who don't work as a DAO, but, like, I think it works as a mentoring guide for Durbanite to, like, show our stuff and what's happening and what's not. So I think the community wallet does a good job right now. But in the future, we could figure it out and do something where it's more community-driven. Or, like, once, if the revenue stream is set, then we can more move towards a more formalized
2: structure where people can work
0: for Wicked Craniums and as a full-time job and get the community going, you know? So both things Definitely. are possible. Yeah,
2: I think right now the people on the board all have the... Com- community and the project's best interest in mind you know it's all like I mean you talk to Matt and he's just you know fronting everything and being like here I'll go through my people I'll set this up for you guys like he's been such a big help to get the ball rolling on things like the merch and um then you have like me Psyduck Gindi um which I always pronounce the I call them boobs I don't know what his name is. <laughs> That's <but> fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. It's like, is it Bob? Is it not Boobs? Is it Bobs? Is it, I don't it's, know. I just call him Boobs bo- in
0: my head. I, I, yeah, I just say Bobos. I don't know how to pronounce it.
2: But he's a sharp guy, you can tell by his responses to um, yeah. drafts and proposals that he has a very sharp analytical mind and is thinking about the second and third order effects of things. And, you know, I I can vouch for the people in here who aren't in that uh, small group, but they do have the community's best interests in mind. And I think it's very aligned with what people want. So,
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Like, Bobos has been with us since day one literally he was one of the first few people to join the discord he's been i've been in touch with him like i talked to him like i've talked to him a couple of times like he's been really helpful like and he's very smart like he runs his own startup he has a, a production house and stuff like a, a digital social media production house kind of thing so he's really helpful and really smart too but yeah i think that's pretty much what we have for planning for now I guess
2: yeah I mean we've almost been talking for two hours at this point so I mean we've picked your brain over and over and over again here um, if anyone else has any questions you know come up to the stage but I, uh, I really appreciate your time so far and all the answers you've given me it just made me honestly want to buy more craniums uh, <laughs> and I have like 30 some and thought I had enough
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much no I think like we try our best to do everything
2: but let's see where it goes
9: is there a transcript
2: of, of these Twitter spaces? I don't know if there's a transcript, but I'll have a recording up that maybe we can use to get a transcript from. Um, basically, the way Twitter works is they save all of the spaces. And then once my most recent archive request expires, I can get an updated archive. And from that date, it has all the previous spaces. And I can put them on like SoundCloud. Um Right now, I only have one on SoundCloud, but this one is definitely one that I'm going to go get the uh, recording and host it because it's a great talk, and it's something that we can share with the community for all the people who missed it who are in Europe um, or Australia or somewhere where it's just, like, not feasible for them to make this time. I mean, intern just take notes. Yeah, I have a friend who, he's in Europe too, so this is, like, hard for him to make it because it would be, like, 4 or 5 a.m. for him. But he has been taking notes on some of the um, spaces. And then I just kind of retweet them and attach them to the other spaces account. So if someone wanted to go back and look at it, they could see it.
5: Back when CMS intern was an intern, that was like the best thing after Up Only. Like they would just post like, like two or three tweets of like just a page full of notes. It was awesome. I think they still do it, but yeah, it was dope.
0: Yeah. Should we wrap it up then?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's fine with me. We can wrap it up. We had a great conversation, and um, I'll announce when I get the recording up, and I'll share it in the Discord, and then maybe we can pin it so the people who missed it can, um, you know, listen and educate themselves. I literally join every back. time you guys are ending it. <laughs> 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 I really miss it every time. <laughs> I just invited Chan so I can can kick him.
1: But <laughs> oh, yeah, no, thanks. Yeah, I'll, definitely I'll definitely be interested. just wanted to pop in and say He's new <laughs> All
2: right. Well, thanks, guys. Have a good night. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Thank you.
5: That was awesome.